0: Awakening, awakening, awakening ministries, ministries, ministries podcast. podcast it's your boy minister kyle j francis to so the podcast of where we talk about news things which church may not talk about things which will make your day even better and i hope you enjoy stay blessed happening it's your boy minister Carl J. Francis back again on Awakening Ministries podcast um, I hope you had a great day and if it's anyone listening good morning good afternoon good evening or good night um, so today this is here's episode 7 and basically the topic today is talking about brokenness doesn't mean that it's over Okay, so before we dive in, I'm just going to do a prayer, so Lord God, thank you for allowing us to be here again, giving us the opportunity, Lord God, that we can hear from you, Lord God, that whatever is downloaded and whatever we receive, Lord God, I pray that it stays with us, Lord God, I pray that whatever plans we have, Lord God, I pray that you're in the mix. Lord God, for those who may be sick. For weak in spirit, that Lord God, that You make them strong. Lord God, I pray that You place Your hand upon them, cover their head, Lord God, cover the soul of their feet, Lord God, cover them in Your blood. Lord God, for those who are wanting to know You, Lord God, I pray that You will guide them, Lord, to Your riches and glory. And Lord God, I pray that You comfort them, Lord God, with Your grace and Your mercy. As we speak today Look God I pray That everyone will receive it In your name Amen So yeah Like I was saying The theme today Is talking about Brokenness Doesn't mean that it's over And what do I mean by Brokenness doesn't mean that it's over So for me well, put it this way, probably, I think this was probably around the period of when I was in college, and I feel like for some people, may not be for all people, but through, you know, growing up, probably in the latter years in senior school, and then heading into your college years, I think that is a time of when you slowly start to identify and find out who you are as a person, probably through school, may not be everyone, but you may you your children some people who you thought you were just like but slowly you just found that you're only with them because you don't know yourself so you kind of put on this cult during school so that you feel accepted um, but once you leave that kind of arena and then like now you're in college which is more dependent and you're in that state of where people you have to start all over again you have to introduce yourself You have to make yourself slightly vulnerable in a way because you're used to a group of people before but they're gone and now you're just around people you don't know. And sometimes in that stage, brokenness can appear because you start to slowly find out that you're not that person you thought you were. And now you'll start thinking things and hearing words in your head up there like, wow, who am I? What is my purpose? What do I want to do in life? Why am I here? And those questions will just constantly keep on going around and around and around. And slowly but surely, it will lead into brokenness. You'll fall into a stage of where you are depressed. You'll fall into a stage of where you feel discouraged. You feel, you know, you start to become anxious in your surroundings. So, yeah. So let me just talk about it. So brokenness doesn't mean that it's over, but it means that you're in a space now that you can identify the very thing which is affecting you. You should never fall into the trap of being anxious or discouraged. But this is the moment you should lay everything which is bothering you, affecting your relationship with Christ and rocking your faith and lay it at the cross. So when saying that, the moment of when, you know, we feel anxious or we feel we're discouraging what we're doing, you know, like I was saying before, having the strength and having the courage to even speak to new people is a daunting task. It seems very overwhelming it almost seems impossible because now you have, like I said, you have to put yourself in a vulnerable state of, you know, you're not comfortable. And, you know, some people can have the knack, you know what I mean? Some people can do it straight away. Some people can't. And it's also just like in the abilities, like you, like for me when it was college, um... To be fair, the whole story of how I got into photography was quite funny, to be fair. I mean, like, when I left high school, it wasn't, I never wanted to become a photographer. I was always into music. Um, And once I left senior school and I entered into college, the college, which was local to me, never had had music. as one of their subjects, which they would teach. Um, but, you know, the time when I came to the Open Day, some of the uh, places of where, you know, they were showing or advertising the subjects they actually do teach were closed and there was only a few left and the only ones left are just mainly around the fashion and the uh, digital uh, media uh, department. So. I saw photography. I saw the photography sign there, and I was like, "Oh, okay. Let's see what photography is saying." And I chose the course, and I was like, "Okay, I could see myself be a photographer." You know, I found myself quite artistic, and you know, I, I like to pay close attention to detail. So I thought like yeah, it's pretty cool. Now, the easy bit was signing myself up to it you know saying that okay i'll meet you in september and yeah let's get it cracking you know and when i got there i saw brand new faces my senior school friends weren't there they're long gone i'm on a new course i'm literally studying everything for the first time i wasn't a student of where you know i knew photography before and it was just going to be a walk in a park or i had something which i could be like oh yeah i know that i have some kind of inkling of what this is supposed to be no it was all brand new and the kind of weight of feeling anxious the kind of weight of feeling discouraged um it was showing it was showing a lot and you know as well as speaking to new people he was he was there as well um and it was tough it was very it was very tough at the start but i was young and you know it was it was kind of it was sad it was a sad time but the way i was raised and what my parents always told me is about like the time when you feel sad don't fight it just give it back to God And that's what I've done I, I always came home For the first week or two um, I came home I had to put on a fake smile So that my parents wouldn't worry um, And like, as soon as I got upstairs I went on my knees And just prayed to God And I was just like God you know At the moment I feel So low I feel I don't have no courage I don't have no thought of like, you know, I'm actually gonna do well. And the more and more I created that communication between me and God was the more and more I actually slowly started to build confidence without me knowing. And when doing that, it seems like God just opened the door and to people on the course, to see who I am. And they came to me and they were like, oh, okay, who are you? You you're know, okay. Um, why do you choose photography? And, you know, little things like that. And it kind of slowly built to the point of where everyone knew each other and it was really good. Now, some, some people don't have that. Some people find it really hard um, to go past that first hurdle. And the, the issue is, is that they keep it to themselves and allow that very thing to just basically just destroy them slowly. But what I'm trying to say is that like when you go through that stage in life is that you shouldn't fight it but give it back to God. And even if you find it hard or the thought of giving it back to God is like something which you know doesn't come to play at first. Speak to someone like a a prayer partner or you have a mentor at your church or someone you see who is responsible and you see them as a form of, you know, um, guidance to how, you know, a child of God should, you know, get themselves out of that situation. So I'm just going to carry on from what I was saying. So yeah, so it says... um, I wrote here, it says, but this is the moment you should lay the very thing which is bothering you, affecting your relationship with Christ and rocking your faith and lay it at the cross. All of us may feel discouraged and it doesn't, it shouldn't feel weird as we're humans but the thing which makes it weird is that you're trying to battle the very thing which is hurting you on your own. Now in the Bible, in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 4, it says, You shall not fear them, for it is the Lord your God who fights for you. In the book of Exodus 14, verse 14, The Lord will fight for you, and you will have to be silent. Now when it talks about silent, what does that mean? It doesn't mean that you stay there but it means now you have the opportunity to give your heavy burden to him now think about David he went through a lot of things during his time on this earth but there's one verse which makes sense makes everything makes sense and that is Psalms chapter 34 verse 17 and it says When the righteous cry for help, the law hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. In the book of James, chapter 1, verse 12, he says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Some of us are very quick and like just how I was saying about me going to college and going through that trial of feeling discouraged and feeling anxious and having that time of, you know, me being depressed Some of us don't really jump to Christ as being a lifeboat and what I put here is some are more quicker to save a relationship with their partner than their relationship with God. You're in a relationship in your you're in a trial in a relationship. You instantly find a way how to fix your current situation. That's what most people do. But when your child is affecting your personal life some are not looking to see if my relationship with God was good. Not and to see if that was the very cause which created the issue in the first place, but due to the love of God in the Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, he says, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Now, this is like a short one. And just to conclude everything that you're saying is that that moment of where you are in a new space, that moment of where you are in a current trial, do not fight it on your own now for what you should do and just to oh, I always go back and let people know is that we were created to worship him and worshiping is just showing how much God is worthy of the worship we give but not only just worshiping him but it's praying as well Having that communication, having that biblical call between you and God, that constant connection, so that when a trial does appear, that you're not gonna fight that trial on your own unarmed. But because you've now created a relationship with God, and God is in the midst of where you are now and you have now put into practice of you praying you have created an armour you have created now a boundary and now you have let the enemy know is that even though yes I may go through a trial but because I know who God is because I know I'm in communication with God and God says that he has made a future which is prosperous That he says the gates of hell shall not prevail against thee. That wherever I walk is holy ground. And he says I am set apart. That he knows that I am a part of his identity. You now have the confidence that you're not walking. And you're not running weary. And you ain't fainting because you now have the confidence that yes i may be in this situation but because now i can speak to god and god knows me and you know that god knows you that that very thing which is breaking you or trying to break you you know what is the weak link now because you got god's help you can identify that very thing And now how do you solve that? Just like how when I was in college, I went to God and I said, God, this is the thing which is affecting me. Give it back. That's why when I was saying that brokenness doesn't mean that it's over, but it means that now you're in a place you can identify the very thing which is affecting you through prayer through now understanding that you are covered and that now you don't have to fight it on your own because you have a God who's greater who is wiser who is more powerful who is all-knowing and that brokenness is just a period it doesn't mean that because you are broken this is your life it's just a short period and remember god has already promised us that we're gonna be with him based on how one we live our life two to show how much we love him three To share the message he gave to his disciples. And now the task is given unto us. And for to believe that he is the only true and living God. With those four things. Really, you're not broken. But you're just in a stage of where you just know the very thing which is affecting you. And the only thing you got to do now. Is give it to God. So that he can fight it for you, and you cling unto him because he says, even though a trial may come, he has always given you a way to escape, and the way to escape is through him because he said he is the door. Now, I hope you listening to this will help you in one way or another. I know that, you know, me doing this, it really made me reflect on how, you know, I, the period of when I went through college, it wasn't easy, but it was only based on the grace of God that he taught me out of that situation and turned my depression into a blessing. This is Minister Carl J. Francis, Awakening Ministries Podcast. Speak to you soon.